Hey there, this is your girl Shawanda, and you're listening to Refreshing the Soul Podcast, a show where we bring our experiences and God's truth to refresh the heavy and hard places in your soul. From anxiety to unforgiveness, we'll learn how to come to an honest place in our souls and uproot those hidden lies so that you can discover the unique expression God created you to be in this world. Hey, you guys, welcome back to Refreshing the Soul podcast. I'm your host, Shawanda Williams. Thank you for joining me again for another episode. If you are new here, welcome, welcome, welcome. This podcast is really about ministering to the soul and the hearts of the body of Christ. You know, wherever you're at in your journey, you know, we need to be ministered to. Our soul needs rest. Our soul needs refreshing. And this podcast is based on the scripture, Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30, which says, come to me all who are heavy and who labor, and I will give you rest. Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, and I will give you rest for your souls. And that word rest in that scripture also means refresh. God said, I will refresh that place. I will update that place. I will restart, you know, with their computer. We refresh. We restart when something's kind of out of date or it's not renewed or it's stuck. Or even like our souls, like he said in that scripture, if you're heavy, we can be heavy with worry, with fear, with anxiety. And for this month, we're talking about depression. Maybe you're heavy with sadness. God wants to refresh you. He wants to lighten you in that place. And so I just pray that through the words of this podcast, your soul is ministered to. It is encouraged. This month, we've been walking through the scriptures, Psalms 23. And you know, I love just dissecting a scripture one verse at a time and not just dissecting it, but meditating on it. You know, sometimes we can move so quickly through our devotion, our scriptures, and we're really not retaining anything. We're really not allowing God to speak to us through that, through that word. And so when we can take the time to say, you know what, I'm going to study this one verse for the week. I'm going to allow this one verse to roll around in my soul. Let God speak to me. Let the words come alive to me and really get revelation of what God is saying. So that's what we've been doing this week, going through Psalms 23 to refresh and encourage the souls that may feel depressed or overwhelmed with sadness. And I apologize if today, you know, I may sound a little stuffy, congested, I am getting over a cold. It wants to linger for whatever reason, but I've been declaring and saying I am healed, drinking my tea, taking my vitamins, all of that. But excuse me, I'm just so um, full right now. I have been listening to the song that I'm going to reveal to you at the end of this podcast for you to meditate on this week. Each week I've been giving you a song along with confessions, for refreshing the depressed soul. And I'm telling you, the songs, I've listened to them before, but allowing them to just really minister to my soul, it's just been a blessing. And I just pray that it is a blessing to you as well. You know, the first week we talked about God is my provider. 
and we broke down Psalms 23 and 1 that says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And then the second week of June of this month, we talked about God is my rest. And that is from Psalms 2 and 3 that says, He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. And then last week, we talked about how God is my protector. And that's from verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You know, I just love how David is just meditating and thinking about God and who he is. And he is doing it in a way that's in relation to how he understands God. I think so many times we hear what other people's story and and the things that they've experienced, or even from someone speaking over a pulpit and who God is. But God wants you to know him for yourself. He wants to relate to you in the way that you will know him. And it's a personal experience. It's a, it's a personal relationship. I'll never forget the day when me and my husband, we split for the very last time. And I asked God, I said, God, if you are real, would you please speak to me? I do not want to believe in you because of what my parents believe. I don't want to believe in you because of what I've grown up and heard every Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. See, just because we go to church does not mean we know God. Some of us know the rhythms and systematics of church, but we don't know God. And it's just not enough for me to live a life saying that I believe in someone that I don't know. I refuse that day to go a step further in believing in someone that I did not know, I have not heard, I have not had a relationship with. And I said, prove yourself to me. And I'm telling you, I believe that God is waiting on you to say, prove yourself, God, I want to know you. That is the place where he's like, you are opening your heart to me in your depression, in your dark state, in whatever season you're in. He wants you to open your heart to him and say, prove yourself in this place. God wants you to know him in the place where you have unrest. He wants you to know him in the place of your dark season, of your darkness, whatever it is. That is the place where we can truly say God is real. David in Psalms 23 is speaking in a place of a valley, a place where enemies were after him. And he allowed God in. He Not only did he allow God into that place, but he reflected on who he was and Honestly, until we have that personal relationship, until we say, God, I want to know you, we're going to go through dark seasons regardless, but you're going to go through dark seasons feeling alone. You're going to go through dark seasons not being able to reflect on who God is, and God does not want that for you. He wants you to be able to say, my God is good. My God is a provider. He is my rest. He is my peace. He is my protector. In your valley, he wants you to say that. 
And so I just want to encourage you if you're in a valley moment, valley season right now, this month, this podcast is for you right now. I encourage you to go back, listen to the other episodes if you haven't. But this week we're talking about God is my home. We're going over verse five and six. And so I'm going to read it for you here. Psalms 23 verse five says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, I almost wanted to, you know, skip to verse six and talk about that verse. Because I love how David says, I would dwell in the house of the Lord forever. But I said, Lord, speak to my heart and Speak to the people who are on here. What do you want them to hear today? And I was just led to go and read a commentary by Matthew Henry on that verse, verse five. He says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And I want you to hear something that Matthew Henry, he said in his commentary on this verse, he pretty much is saying here that You know, David is saying that you provide for me all things pertaining both to life and godliness, all things requisite both for body and soul, for time and eternity. David was saying that he had food convenient, a table spread, a cup filled, meat for his hunger, drink for his thirst. And I really like this one. David was saying that he had it carefully and readily provided for him. His table was not spread with anything that came next to hand, but prepared and prepared before him. You know, it just shows the love of God for us. I think we can read this word, we can read the scripture and it's like, oh yeah, it's in the front of, it's in front of my enemies so they could see what God is doing for me. And it's like, no, it's not about that. I've really felt like the Lord was saying, look what I prepare for you. Look what I have provided for you. Even in the midst or in the face of where you could be feeling attack, where you can feel like everything is against you. Look how I take care of you. Look how I love you. Look how that I, I carefully prepare a table. And here's the thing, a table, think about whether you Sunday dinner or whatever dinner, you know, you may have prepared on a table that's spread out and it has all the fixings, all your favorite dishes, all those things, right? I prepare a table, but he says before you, this for me, God, in the presence of your enemies. So right now, I don't know what you're in the presence of, but God wants you to know I've prepared something still good for you. They're still good right here in the presence of what you're facing. I believe sometimes when we're overwhelmed with sadness, we can only see what we're in the presence of. But I just encourage you to choose to look at what God has prepared for you. Ask God in this moment, in this place right now, 
God, show me what's good. What what do I need to see that you have prepared and laid out for me? What is it that I need to reflect on so that I'm not looking at the enemies or the things that's up against me or even the the oh sometimes it could just be our own mind that's that's up against us. Our own mind is is the enemy of our souls. Our unrenewed mind can be what is really against us. Things could be going well and you could be feeling sad, not knowing what it is, where it's coming from. And right now in the name of Jesus, we bind that spirit. We bind the attack of the mind that tries to convince us all is not well. It is well with your soul. God wants you to see his goodness and that he has prepared something lavish and great for you right where you are. You don't have to run to find it. You don't have to do anything to suppress it, to null it, to avoid it. So you don't see the enemy. So you don't feel the attack of your mind. God says, no, in this place, you can still see that I've prepared something good or that I'm preparing something good. I haven't stopped working. I'm still right beside you. I am your home. I am right here for you. You can still find safety. You can still find comfort in the presence of in this place. And that was just on my heart to encourage you on that God has prepared something just for you. He says, you prepare a table before me, not before my whole family, not before me and my husband, me and my wife, me and my kids. No, he said, this is just for you. And maybe you need to put your hand over your heart right now and say, God, Thank you for preparing a table just for me, for me to enjoy, for me to know, for me to see your goodness. And he says, you anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Do you know that you are anointed? God has filled you with his spirit. Receive his anointing today. It is not this anointing of being someone who is called to speak, prophesy, and all that. You know, sometimes we can go too too deep here. But just to be anointed as called, as chosen, as his child, you don't have to wrestle and go through life trying to figure things out and, and, and do things on your own. You're, you're anointed as his child. You're anointed as his sheep. It's such a good place to be in where you don't have to lead yourself. Fall in and embrace the anointing of God. Verse six says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. You know, David, he went through the Psalms 23 verses one through five saying all these things of who God is what he's done, what he, what he does. And I believe that David, he was exercising his faith in the valley. He was exercising his faith. And because he was exercising his faith, I believe his faith, he started to become stronger and he was able to declare, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. I believe in your moment, in this place, If you just exercise your faith by one, 
saying who God is. God is your provider. God is your rest. God is your protector. God is your hiding place. He is your home. As you reflect on who God is, you will begin to be strengthened in your faith and you will be able to start declaring Oh, surely there's goodness. Surely I have mercy. Surely it will follow me. No, this thing will not take me out. No, this thing will not have my mind because goodness and mercy follows me. That is a declaration that you should speak over your soul. When sadness tries to grip your heart, you can say, no, surely goodness and mercy is following me and it shall follow me all the days of my life. All the days, meaning I don't have goodness and mercy on good days. I don't have goodness and mercy on happy days. But even in moments where I feel at lost or I feel like there, I may be losing my hope or, or whatever. No, I can remind myself in it that I have goodness and I have mercy following me. Sometimes you have to speak it over your life, even when you don't feel it. I don't feel goodness. I don't feel his mercy. But that's why we have to declare it. No, surely it will. It will. It will follow me. I will see it. When that hope arises, when that hope is brought back again, you'll be able to say, man, I want to live here. This is the place where I want to be, where I can experience a joy, where I can experience a strength. In a place where I used to run before. In a place where fear used to take me out. When your hope arises and you're able to see the goodness of God through it all, you'll be able to say, God is my hiding place. God is my home. This is where I want to live. This is where I want to dwell. I heard someone say that we shouldn't visit here. We shouldn't vacation here. This is where we live. We can't come to God and want to find him in a place where, okay, everything's going bad. Let me seek God now. No, I want to live here. I, I want this to be my home. I want this place in my soul, this place in my mind, in my heart to be my home. This is where I live. So no matter what season I'm in, mountaintop or valley, I'm in a place of rest. I'm in a place of knowing I'm provided for. I'm in a place of knowing I'm protected. And that goodness and mercy is still following me. Not because of anything that we've done. Not because we're special. But because we are sheep and we recognize that. That we are his children. And that goodness, that mercy... That mercy means loving kindness, loving kindness, and it's God's loving kindness. You know, I thank God that I did it, that I did have that moment where I broke before God and say, prove yourself. I want to know who you are for myself, because that's when I began to discover that God was kind. That God was love. Like literally, I grew up in a place where a religious atmosphere and it was all about, you better do this or God will do this. 
or you better get saved or you'll go to hell. God seemed like this God who seemed so far away, so high up and ready to punish. And if anything bad happened, it's because we wasn't doing something right. And when I opened my heart to God and said, who are you? God showed me goodness. He showed me mercy. And it was like, oh my God, God, I didn't know you were this good. I want to live here with you forever. You're this good. You love me this much. Man, God wants you to know his mercy for you. He wants you to know his loving kindness that he has after you. God has an overwhelming love. God wants to do you good. And it leads me into this song for today that's called Mercy by Elevation Worship. Mercy by Elevation Worship. And there's actually a couple of parts in this song that I just, I love, I love. And he starts off saying, I'm living proof of what the mercy of God can do. He said, if you knew knew me then, you'd believe me now. You turned my whole life upside down, took the old, and he made it new. That's just what the mercy of God can do. That is the sentiments of my heart. I'm telling you, if you knew me, then you'd believe, you'd believe me now that it was nothing but God's loving kindness that brought me rest for my soul, that brought me peace in my heart. And he says, now I'm alive to tell the story how I've overcome. It's his goodness and mercy and the power of his blood. I'm so glad that my freedom wasn't based on what I've done. All right, everyone, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get refreshing to those souls who need it. Also, don't forget to head over to Amazon where you can purchase that 30-day devotional Rest for the Soul by yours truly. Um, You want to get it in your hand. And just remember, soul care is self-care. Until next time, bye-bye.